0: Thank you so much for joining us at Remnant Church Podcast. We hope that you are encouraged by today's message. If you would like to know more or support this ministry, please go to remnantchurch.church. And now, the message. So the Holy Spirit. You know, a lot of people think that it's a New Testament thing. They think it happened like after Jesus. But the cool thing about the Holy Spirit is He was there from the very beginning. In Genesis chapter 1 verse 2, we see Him. You know, I've read this scripture many a times, and it really hit me as I was studying about the Holy Spirit. It says, the earth was formless and empty, and darkness had covered the surface. So this is the beginning, guys. Nothing has been formed at this point. And what does it say? The Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. The Holy Spirit was there at the very beginning. Later on in that chapter, we read when mankind was made, that it said that we, man, was made in the image of us. And that us there is talking about the Trinity. It's talking about God the Father, God the Son, and um, God the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit. And, you know, it's so funny because I was chit-chatting with somebody, and they're like, well, Worm, what do you think Jesus looked like? Like, I'm like, I don't know, but I know he was there. That's what it says. So the Spirit is not something that's a New Testament thing. It's not just a Jesus thing. It's been there from the beginning. And it's important that you understand that. Because when you understand that, you understand that he is God. See, the Holy Spirit is not a power. Listen, I've been saved for 15 years of my life, and let me tell you something. That's not something to be, like, commended about, because I'm telling you, God's been dealing with me because he said, Lauren, you don't even know who the Holy Spirit is. You treat him like it, and you ask him to come in and come out of your life, but the reality of it is, he's a deity. He's a God. He's fullness of God, and you like to put him aside, but I'm telling you right now, he's a part of who I am. So that is who the Holy Spirit is, and we got to understand that. He's not just a thing. He's a him. He is a person, and he is God. So we've got to get that down in our hearts, and our minds tonight. You know, the other thing about the Holy Spirit is he would show up in the Old Testament, but he would show up differently than he did in the New Testament. What do I mean? Well, I think about Samson. Some of you guys know about Samson. He's the guy with the long hair, couldn't cut his hair, had all these, like, couldn't have wine, couldn't touch dead things and all that stuff. And what would it say? It would say the Spirit would come upon him, and he would get strength, but guess what? The Spirit would also leave him, so throughout the Old Testament, he was just one person, but multiple people. The Spirit would show up, and the Spirit would leave, and the Spirit would show up, and the Spirit would leave, and he would do all this miraculous stuff, but my one caveat is he would leave. He would leave, but you know what the beauty of it is, guys? He doesn't leave us anymore, and I want to talk about that. I want to talk about the Holy Spirit and how he's been given to us, okay? So in, in the baptism of Jesus, in Matthew chapter three, verse 16, here it is, Jesus has shown up on the scene. He's getting ready to go into his earthly uh, ministry, and he shows up to John the Baptist, who is like this crazy guy. I don't know how many of you watched The Chosen. I've watched The Chosen, it has changed my life. It has opened up the Bible to me. My kids love it, I love it, it's amazing. And I love how they make John like really crazy looking. He's like, oh, crazy John, oh, he's so weird. So this John, he shows up, Jesus shows up to John, and Jesus is like, you're going to baptize me. And John's like, uh-uh, Jesus, not me. I can't baptize you. You're, you're supposed to be baptizing me. And Jesus is like, no, this is what I want you to do. So Jesus gets baptized, and let us read it. When Jesus was baptized, he went up immediately from the water. The heavens suddenly opened up for him, and he saw the Spirit of God. The Spirit descending like a dove now it wasn't a dove a lot of people think oh the spirit is a dove no he's saying like a dove he fluttered down in peace like a dove he came down upon him and then the next scripture i didn't give it to you guys but the next scripture said "And a voice from heaven said this is my beloved son here we see the trinity operating jesus getting baptized the spirit coming down in the voice which is god saying that's my son and i'm proud of him so here we see all three of them working together for what for one common purpose it's hard to understand the Trinity. Trinity is super hard to get. It's it's one of those things a lot of people call it like an egg. You know, you got an egg. I got chickens and they lay lots of eggs. Right now I can't find them. My dog's been eating them. But they got eggs and when you crack open the egg, you got the outer shell and you got the yolk, you know, the yellow thing and you got the white part, right? And that's just like the Trinity. They all are part of the egg yet they all are different and that's exactly like the Holy Spirit. That's exactly like the Holy Spirit. What I find interesting about this moment is Jesus has not performed any miracles until he has received the Holy Spirit. He had to have the Holy Spirit, and then what? He got led into the desert, he got tempted, all these things happened. My question, or I guess, yeah, I guess it's a question. Before Jesus ever went out to do miracles, he had to have the Holy Spirit to complete his mission. Right? If Jesus needed the Holy Spirit to complete his mission, how much more do you and I need him to complete ours? We can't do it without him. We can't do it without him. And tonight, I, I, I want my prayer, my prayer for you is to understand who the Holy Spirit is, who he is. See, Jesus became totally dependent on the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit is what conceived him. Holy Spirit is what led him. Holy Spirit is what helped him teach and helped him perform the miracles. They worked together. They were one in the same partnering to do this work. So what did Jesus even say about the Holy Spirit? So, flash forward to three years later, Jesus is hanging out with his disciples, and he's fixing to go away. Now imagine this. If I was a disciple who had been following Jesus, I had left everything behind, following this man, watching him perform miracles, seeing all the things he's been doing, knowing he's the Messiah, and all of a sudden he comes up to them in John chapter 16, verses 7. He comes up to them, and he says things like this. Hey, listen, I'm fixing to tell you something really hard. I'm telling you the truth right now. It's for your benefit that I go away. I'd be Like, Jesus, no, mm-mm. it's not for my benefit you go away. Like, what are you talking about? Like, these men were expecting Jesus to say, he's like, my kingdom's coming. A lot of these guys thought, oh, he's going to overthrow the Romans who are enslaving us right now. He... You've not even done that yet. Like, what are you talking about? Like, we just, we just worked this thing out. We've been walking together for three years. What do you mean you're going away? And he says, but it's for your benefit. And I, I'll be honest. If I was a disciple, I'd probably be crying. I'd be arguing with him. I'd be like, nah, you can't leave. You can't. I just got you. Like, we just, we, just, we just got here. But what did he say? Because if I don't go away, the counselor will not come to you. If I go, I will send him to you. How crazy would it have felt if you were in their place? Man, I, I'm telling you, that's some crazy stuff. And you know, something, because of watching The Chosen, I've watched all these disciples, and I know it's, it's only based on the Bible, okay, guys? It's not like the gospel. They tell you up front. But I watched them, and there's times I've had conversations with God, and I've said things like, Lord, man, I wish I could have been a disciple I really wish I could have walked with you. I wish I could have been there to perform those miracles. I wish I could have sat down and asked you and you taught me parables. And you know what the Lord said to me? But I've been reading about all this stuff. He says, but Lauren, I am with you. I'm with you right now. I'm with you right now. And you know, as you study this, again, I am not a theologian. But I will tell you this. Uh, the English language is kind of cray-cray. I have a six-year-old who's learning sight words, and the other day, we're covering a sight word, and one word was L-I-V-E. Now, you tell me if I'm supposed to tell her it's live or live. It's both, right? So, here she is supposed to have a test, and I'm like, well, I don't know which one they want. Is it live or live? And then today, she asked me, she's like, mama, what's W-E-L-L spelled? I said, well. Like, well, like, it is well. It's all good, or Well, actually, it also could be well, like there's a water well, like I'm gonna get water. And then, wait a minute, there's another kind of well. And so the English language is kind of crazy. But you know what I love is that this Bible right here originally was written in Greek and Hebrew. No, I don't know Greek and Hebrew, I don't. But there are free Bible apps out there called the Blue Letter Bible app. You should get it, it's amazing. What I love is when I study it, sometimes when I wanna go deeper with God, Remember I told you that you can't get to the bottom of him? When I go deeper, sometimes I'll click on that, and I'll be like, oh, that's a cool, crazy-looking word. I'm going to click it. What's it mean? And that's what I, w- I want to talk to you about right now. Counselor. He said, counselor will not come to you. Counselor there in the Greek, what's cool about that little app, by the way, is you get to hit it, and it tells you, like, how it's pronounced because I would butcher it. Y'all. I would so butcher it. But the, um, if you guys can put that on the screen, counselor there in Greek is called Parakletos. Parakletos. And it is toss and not toast because I was like pronouncing it all kind of wrong. Parakletos. It's one who pleads another's case, an intercessor, a helper, an assistant. So when Jesus is talking there, he said, I'm going to send you a helper. I'm going to send you somebody who's going to plead your case. I'm going to send you somebody who's going to intercede for you. But what's even beautiful is when you break that word apart, okay, you break it even further down. Para in Greek means very close. Intimate. I would describe my relationship with my husband intimate. A para in Greek. That's the kind of relationship me and him have. It's intimate. In fact, we were just chit-chatting the other day, and um, I had saw Brother Charles, and I was like, oh, I didn't know you had surgery. He's like, yeah, I told Sam. I was like, well, you know what I realized the past two weeks? Sam and I haven't really talked to each other. I know that sounds crazy to you guys, because for you who don't know, we work together all the time. We ride, like, three hours together every day, and we do ministry together. We have kids together. We're building a house together. We're together all the time. But in the past two weeks, like, we've not sat down and been like, hey, how's it going? <laughs> like, how's life? Because it's been like, hey, I need to do this. Hey, I need you to pick up the kid. Hey, the dog's sick. I need you to take the dog. Hey, um, this ministry, this person called can you handle it. It's not been intimate, though. And what I know about the Holy Spirit, if I, the Holy Spirit's living inside of me, I can be around him, but I cannot be intimate with him. So, para here means intimate. Okay, we're still talking about the Holy Spirit here. The next part of that word is uh, kaleo, and it means to beckon or call. That would be like a, a calling. Like, maybe somebody says, my calling is I'm a nurse. My calling is I'm a pastor. My calling is that I'm a mom. That's the kind of word that means. So, when you put these two together, that means and counselor. When you put them together, essentially, I want guys If you don't hear anything else I'm saying tonight, I want you to hear this right now. This, like, blew my mind the other day. I was sitting in my office. I was studying this, and I had to get up, and I I had a Pastor Caleb moment. You know, he talks about he gets up and walks out. That's what I did. I got up, and I walked out. I was like, now I know a pastor does this all the time. But this is what this means all together. It's saying the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit, the Son of God, the Spirit of Jesus Christ, is permanently called to each one of us. Permanent. That's his calling, to each one of us to do what? To closely work alongside of each one of us to coach us, to direct us, to counsel us, to intercede for us, to teach us, to give us boldness, to give us words to say when we don't know how to say it. You have a personal coach living on the inside of you. You got Jesus living on the inside of you. And you know what I know? Is that so many times I've heard that. Oh, you got Jesus living on the Oh, that's so cute. It's cute. I get Jesus. He's living on the inside of me. But it's so much deeper. It's deeper than that. It's deeper than that because you know what that says? When I got Holy Spirit living on of me, I got joy. I'm fixing to walk into this crazy mess of life. And Jesus, I am not feeling like I got joy today. But he's saying, Lauren, I'm with you. I got joy. Oh, I get to bring joy with me. Lauren, you're walking in chaos. Your family is falling apart. You don't know where you're going to go. Guess what? You got peace living on the inside of you. Do you guys hear what I'm telling you tonight? Do you hear what I'm saying to you? I really want you to get this. I want you to get it because it's been freeing for me. It's been freeing for me to know who the Holy Spirit is inside of me. Now, I'm not by myself. That I don't have to walk the streets by myself. I don't have to live in depression anymore. I don't have to have anxiety anymore. I don't have to face all this life by myself because I have my personal Holy Spirit, Jesus, constantly talking to me. Parakletos. Parakletos. Every time I want you to read that in John. I want you to replace counselor and helper. Perocletos. Oh, yeah, I remember that. A personal. He's personally called to me. The Holy Spirit. I'm going to make an argument right here. We can argue about it. It's cool. So around here we say that uh, salvation is the greatest of all miracles, and I 100% agree with that a thousand times. There is no greater miracle than salvation. Not one bit. The argument I make is the second greatest gift that you have is the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit. How can I say that? In 2 Peter one 3 i I'm using the message, so they're going to put it on the screen, because it just said it so beautifully. It says this, everything that goes into a life. Now, I want you to listen. We got to, I had to read this like four times to get it. Everything, all things that goes into a life of pleasing God. How many people want to please God? I want to please God. Everything that goes into a life of pleasing God has been miraculously given to you. By getting to know personally and intimately the one who has called you. Who called you? Jesus. Pastor's been talking about it lately. The Holy Spirit. He's been drawing you. You want to live a life pleasing to God? Guess what? He gave you everything you already need. He's already inside of you. All you've got to do is know him personally. He wants to know you and you want to know him. And some people listen some people talk and I I get it I remember when I got saved I remember I remember being like I don't know is this Jesus or is this me I'm not really sure I get that I understand I've been there I'm shoot I'm still there sometimes I'm like was the Holy Spirit telling me this or is this Lauren but I want to encourage you tonight and let you know what the voice of God sounds like you want to know what the Holy Spirit sounds like the Holy Spirit sounds like this love joy peace Patience, kindness, gentleness, self control. It sounds like uh, telling your neighbor about Jesus. It sounds like, um, let's see, what else? What else does it sound like? I wrote down all kinds of stuff. Um, it sounds like freedom. We were singing that song, shame has gone away. It does not sound like condemnation, it does not sound like guilt. It does not sound like backbiting. It does not sound like gossip. It does not sound like nothing that has nothing to do with unity. Some people have asked me, they're like, you know, um, I had this conversation. We went through Cover of City, and this person, we were just chatting about how it went. And, you know, she's like, the Lord, the Holy Spirit was impressing me to um, say this to this person. But I was like, no, I think that's me. I said, well, what was he wanting you to say? She's like, well, he was wanting me to tell him that he needed to be a spiritual head of his house. And I said, you think that was you telling that? No, girl, that was the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit isn't going to tell you something the Word of God says. The problem that we've got is that we don't know what the Word of God says. And I'm talking about me, guys. I'm not even talking about y'all. I'm talking about me. I'm preaching this message tonight, and I had an argument with God, and I was like, God, I can't teach something I'm still working out. And he said, yes, you can, because I'm going to give you the word to speak. So I'm not, I'm not up here telling you i got it all figure out, because I don't i'm trying to walk this out i'm trying to walk out when i'm teaching you but what i know is that it's changing my life it's changing my spiritual walk with god because what happened is we went to the move how many of you went to the move how many of you experienced god doing powerful things at the move i did i saw man my little girl i got this pray over her. she got filled with the holy spirit she's seven years old that's nothing about me that's all about him i watched people get healed People get restored, lives get changed, people get set free, people calling their babies home, prodigal's home. So much stuff was happening there. And I had a conversation with the Lord and I said, Lord, why did that happen there but I don't see it now? Why can't it happen on Sunday but I don't see it on Monday? And this is, this is going back to this. It goes back to this. The reality of it is And this is what I'm so guilty of, guys. I'm telling you, the Lord's been convicting me so hard. So I'm being so transparent with you tonight. You know what God God said? Lauren, you've been putting me in a corner. You want to know why I operated that way? Because you welcomed it. You acknowledged I was there. I've always been there. I'm always with you. And tonight we're saying, Lord, Holy Spirit, you're welcome here. You're welcome here. And so many of us, I'm guilty. I'm right there with you. I'm like, yes, you're welcome in this place. But he wants to be welcome in this place this place. And so what happens is, is that on Monday, when I'm walking into Walmart, and I see that person, and the Holy Spirit starts speaking to me, because he does, and he says, hey, I need you to go talk to them. Or maybe he's at your job. Maybe it's, and for me, I used to be a nurse. Maybe it was at my, my job as a nurse, and I had to be in a patient's room, and he'd be prompting me to pray with them, and I'd be like, I, Jesus, I can't. Not here, not now. They're going to think I'm weird. Like, I can't say that stuff. Like, I can't do that. But you know what happens when we're disobedient? Because that's really what it is, and that's so ugly. It's not nice. I don't like that word. But when we're just dis- disobedient, we never know what's on the side of, the, of the, that obedience if we had done it. I met this lady the other day. I was chit-chatting with her, and she shared with me, she's like, some lady ran into me at Dollar General, and I didn't even know her. And she just came to me and was like, are you okay? And she's like, no. And they had this whole conversation, and she's like, well, I see you're depressed, and she started speaking life into her. What she didn't know is that lady was contemplating suicide. Guys, do you think it was that lady that went and talked to, that, talked to her? It was the Holy Spirit. It was her being obedient to the Holy Spirit. What I'm trying to tell you is, if you want to see a move of God in your family, And you want to see a move of God in this city? And you want to see a move of God at work? And you want to see God do what you know that he's capable of doing? You know what we have to do? We have to listen. And then we have to be obedient to the Holy Spirit. Again, who is he? Paracletos. He's your personal guide. He's the spirit of Jesus living inside of you. He is the spirit. The spirit of Jesus, the one that raised up from the dead, the one that performed all the miracles, he is inside of you. He made our hearts his dwelling place. And when we are obedient to him, he moves. I don't, man, I feel like Pastor Caleb. I'm like, I could jump up and down. Like, it's in me so deep. I want you to get it so much. In John chapter 10, you know, we talk about the voice of God, what's he sound like? In John chapter 10, Jesus was talking about it, and he says, I'm the good shepherd. I know my own, and they know me. He went on. He kept going on in that parable. He's talking about being a shepherd. He said, the sheep hear my voice. I know them, and they follow me. Two times he said it. Two separate times he says that. My question is, my question is, and I'm posing this to me and you, do you know him? We've been talking about that lately. We said, but do you know Jesus? Now my question is, you know Jesus, but do you know his Holy Spirit? Do you know him? Do you spend time with him? Do you talk with him? Do you walk with him? You know, I I have this thing where like in Galatians chapter 5, it says you're supposed to walk by the Spirit. For so long, even now, sometimes I'm like, Lord, what does that even mean? Walk by your Spirit? I don't even know what that means. What I'm learning, I'm learning finally. I told you I'm hard-headed. 15 years salvation, yeah. I'm hard-headed. I'm finally learning what that means, and I've been trying to put into practice what I'm telling you right now. And what it's looked like is, I wake up and I say, "Holy Spirit, thank you for being with me today." And I go into a situation where I'm talking to people who are cray cray. They are cray cray. I'm telling you, people are cray cray, y'all. Have y'all been out there? People are cray cray. Ah. and you talk to them, and you're going, "Holy Spirit, I need you to help me have patience right now and lots of love." Holy Spirit. You're with me right now. You said that you would give me the words to speak. So, Holy Spirit, you said it, so I'm trusting you. The thing that I'm learning is, it's hard for me to tell the Holy Spirit what I know about him if I don't know it about him. You know what I mean? If I don't know that he is capable of all those things, how can I ask him to do the very thing that he says he wants to do in my life? So my challenge tonight, for you, for me, is that we know him intimately. And that way you repent. Oh, yeah. Because for me, I have a lot of repenting to do. Because it's been so many times I've said, shh, Holy Spirit, not now. I I don't want you to have a whole essay right now. And do you know what he's longing to do? He's longing to share the gospel with other people. And he wants to use you to do it. And he he's said that he's partnered with us, with us. He works with us. Pastor Caleb talked about that not too long ago, how the Spirit is working with us to do the very thing. And some of you are looking at me like I'm crazy because you're like, well, you're called a ministry. And I used to think that, guys. When, um, when we had to do our, our, our test, we have what's called CAMS to become licensed in our, our denomination. I scored the lowest on evangelism. And, you know, I said, well, I guess that's just not my gift. Shame on me. Because you know what the Holy Spirit's been telling me? The Holy, the, the Holy Spirit, my personal guide, my personal counselor, Jesus, he says it's everybody's gift. And we've been hearing that from Pastor Caleb. We, it's been clear. But I think a lot of us have bought into the lie that we can't. But what I'm telling you tonight is you've got the Holy Spirit living on the inside of you, the Spirit of Jesus Christ, the fullness of God. He's not a power. He's not something you tap into. He is the deity. He is the fullness of God. And he's living on the inside of me, and he's living on the inside of you, and he's asking you to be obedient. And being obedient sounds really bad and really ugly. I've, I've, <laughs> I have heard Priscilla Shire say like this, Obey invokes feelings in us. And it does. It evokes a lot of feelings sometimes in us. We think it's bad. But what I know is when I'm obedient to God, he's got something greater for me than I have for myself. And he's got something greater for somebody else than they have right now. So tonight, I'm finishing up right here. I want us to stand. And I want us to have a moment as Pastor uh, Josh gets back up here and leads Holy Spirit. I want us to change our mindset and say, Holy Spirit, you're welcome here I know that you're in there I know that you're inside of me it's time that I start acknowledging that you're there and it's time for me to start being obedient to you I'm sorry I'm sorry when I'm not obedient Jesus I'm sorry when I'm disobedient to you so will you join me will you join in prayer because I'm fixing to repent just like you are I've got more repentant probably than most of you in here there's man there's so many times I've just said no to him I said no and he said if you don't who will if you don't who will Lord we come to you tonight God I raise my hands and in, in full repentance of you Jesus search our hearts tonight Lord if we're guilty of saying no to your Holy Spirit if we're guilty of putting him in the corner just like me pretending like he's a sidekick to the heroes of Jesus And Father God, when He's really just as powerful, He's just a superhero, just like them. Lord, help us to acknowledge You that You're with us. Help us to know that He walks with us and He talks with us and He gives us the words to say when we don't know what to say. That He wants to personally know us and we need to personally know Him. So, Jesus, forgive us tonight. The altars are open. If you need to come to the altar, please do. It's time to get it right it's time to hear him loudly again it's time to hear him whisper in your ear again and it will get louder and louder the more you say yes church i hope that's your prayer tonight i really do i hope your prayer is that you become more i've become more aware of you jesus that you holy spirit are walking with me wherever i go this, this song is very much saying, I want to be more aware of you and your presence. So church, as people are still praying, I'm, I just I hope and I pray. And that is your prayer tonight. It will radically change your spiritual life. You and I are the movement. I'm here to remind you tonight, the movement's not over. Each one of us in this room are part of the movement. But the movement has to continue by us being obedient to the Holy Spirit. And allowing him every day, every moment to operate the way he wants to operate. He's not weird. He's not, he's not annoying. He's loving. And he's kind. And he's patient. And he's gentle. And he teaches. And he coaches. And he counsels. So don't forget tonight who he is. Don't forget. Don't forget who he is. He's sweet. And he's loving. And I challenge you, because challenge- as I'm saying it, I'm like, you can hold me accountable. You can ask me. I challenge you to start asking God to reveal more of the Holy Spirit to you. I'm not talking about, um, I'm not necessarily talking about gifts of the Spirit. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. I'm talking about Him as a person, not, not what He can give you, but what, who He is as a person. So I challenge you, and I want you to come tell me, hey, I've been asking God to show me who the Holy Spirit is, and this is what He's been telling me. And I can't wait to hear. I can't wait to hear what he says to you. I can't wait. It will radically change your spiritual life and your intimacy with the Lord. So tonight, as you get ready to go, I appreciate you being here. I appreciate you being here on a a Wednesday night. I know it's a sacrifice to be here. I do. And I appreciate you coming. I wanted um, to remind you about Sunday at 9 and 11. We've got these cards outside. Um, pastor really wanted you to know, It'd be inviting somebody. You know, the thing that used to make room at church, and it still is special for this, but it, it used to have a lot of invites. Like, I'm talking about, like, a lot. Like, people bring people in by the droves. Use the Holy Spirit's obedience. Put into practice what we just talked about. Ask Him to reveal someone that you need to invite. Maybe somebody that's uncomfortable to you. And use it, and invite Him. Invite them, her, Him, whoever. Invite them to come, because you know when they get here, they hear all about Jesus. They ain't coming to just some social club. They come in to hear about the gospel, and the gospel changes their life. So tonight, as we get ready to wrap up, I'm going to pray, and then you be dismissed. Please, please make sure to get a card and pray about it, and let the Holy Spirit guide you. Lord, I thank you tonight. I thank you for your word, Jesus. I thank you for your spirit. I thank you for the, gr- the two greatest miracles I've ever had in my life, salvation and the gift of your spirit. I ask Jesus that as we walk out of this place, that we were reminded that your Holy Spirit goes right where we go and that he isn't just a thing, but he's a him, and he's all just like you. Lord, I praise you, and I thank you for these people. I speak blessings over them tonight, and I ask as we meet our next appointed time that you keep them safe and healthy and whole. And Jesus, we're going to do our best to give you all the praise, and it's your name we pray. Amen. Y'all have a good night.